If you're ready to feel like your best self, you have some room for improvement in your health, or you're looking to explore the infinite possibilities within wellness, then welcome to the Empire Wellness Podcast. Listen in to your host and renowned wellness expert, Charlene Lawrence, as she shows you how to build your internal and external wellness empire. Charlene is a licensed acupuncturist, certified hypnotherapist, and master of traditional Chinese medicine. She'll introduce you to the solutions that have yet to be on your radar. Now here's your host, Charlene Lawrence. Hello and welcome to the Empire Wellness Podcast. I am your host and wellness expert, Charlene Lawrence. I help people improve their physical and mental health using cutting-edge technology and ancient tools to balance their mind, body, and soul. Thank you for taking this journey with me to explore the infinite possibilities within wellness. It is my mission to educate so you can improve, and together we can empower, inspire, and grow. Let's dive right in. Today, I am with my good friend, Elizabeth Bell, and we are going to dive deep into her story on how she overcame a kidney disease of 20 years, got off 21 medications per day, and had two heart attacks at the tender ages of 16 and 22. Just seven years ago, Elizabeth discovered a medical-grade alkaline water and started drinking it. After three months of drinking this really healthy water, her health was transformed. In today's episode, we go into the challenges she had growing up with her disease and what happened to her health after she made a simple switch, her water. But first, if you're ready to explore the infinite possibilities within wellness, jump on over to empirewellnesscenter.com slash podcast and click on the link to book your complimentary assessment with me. During that time, we will explore your history and investigate individualized wellness options. If you find this episode helpful, I'd love for you to share it with someone who can appreciate it too. Now on to the show. Hi, Elizabeth. I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Hi, thank you for wanting me on the show. I'm really excited to be here. I think you have the most incredible story and the audience is going to be blown away by your story. And so before I dive right into the questioning, I'm going to start with a question which I would normally never ask anybody, (laughs) let alone a woman. But I am going to ask, how old are you? Because I think that this is going to be a hugely important part of your wellness journey. So I want you to tell the audience, if you're okay with it, how old you are. I am 30. I'm actually going to turn 31 this November. So So in my eyes, you're still a baby. Yes. I I think you, yes, you were born in my decade, but barely. (laughs) I was born 89 and in November 89. So I was like literally the last bit of it. So you were right at the end of my decade. So I still consider that pretty, pretty young, but I'm curious before we hear about your wellness journey, what does wellness mean to you? Ooh, so this question is actually a really one that I've had asked before. 
Um, and it took me a while to figure what, figure that out. And wellness means peace. Since I've had such a hard upbringing as far as my health goes, um, the constant stress of being not well was a lot. So now that I am well, I am literally at peace with my body. So peace is my answer. That's so beautiful and so unique, honestly, from uh, the, the other definitions that I've heard from other guests and even different from my definition. So I love that. And so let's just jump right in for the audience to hear this incredible story that you have. And I'd love to hear about your journey through wellness and and hear about the non-peaceful times and now how you're in this beautiful, peaceful wellness life. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to get pretty detailed with my story. I hope that's Absolutely. okay. Okay. So what I had um, in the past, I was diagnosed at the early age of five. It was called barter syndrome. And basically what that means is my kidneys couldn't retain any nutrients I would take in on a daily basis. So I've had a lot of different diets to try to um, just get my body as healthy as possible. But for some reason, everything would get flushed out. And I lived undiagnosed for two years of my life. So my first symptom of Barter syndrome was at three. My mom said she came into the living room because I was screaming on the floor. I was curled up in a ball. I couldn't hold anything. I couldn't walk. And doctors didn't know what it was. All they knew was that my potassium magnesium were extremely low. Um, it wasn't until we had, I met a doctor who was in a different state. She actually like, heard about my case, I guess, and told my doctor like, Hey, that's Barter syndrome. It's known more in boys. Um, and that's why we couldn't pinpoint anything. So not only did you have a rare kidney condition, it's even more rare in women. Yeah. If you may. Exactly. So nobody knew what was going on. Um, so when I was diagnosed at five, immediately I was put on supplements. I was put on, um, these big horse pills and I call them horse pills cause they were huge and there was no real liquid form that could give me the dosage that I needed. Um, at such a young age, you had to figure out how to And I remember this to the day my grandma taught me how to take them. She's like, you're just, I'm just going to shove it down your throat. And I felt like I would have to stand in front of her and I'd be crying. I'm like, I don't want to do this. And I had to take five of those. So every day she would like help me take my medication until I figured out how to do it on my own. Talk about um, not peaceful. <laughs> not peaceful. So I'm telling you, it's going to be a real raw. So from the age of being diagnosed at five all the way up until 16, um, I had every day 21 pills. Um, I'd wake up with an excruciating migraine. And I was told it's because of how much dosages and medication I was on, my, my body would just always be in pain. I'd feel like I was hit by a car. My muscles would ache. Um, and that would just be my everyday life. Summer would come. I couldn't enjoy summer like everybody else did, you know, cause you sweat. So when you sweat, you sweat out everything. And those were being my breaking months. I would be in the hospital at least twice a month cause my levels would drop so low. Um, and when I started playing sports, I love sports. Soccer was my thing. I was actually really good at it, but I couldn't do it forever um, because I had a heart attack on the soccer field. 
it oh was yeah. how old were you 16 Jeez. it was my second game of the day you know i was downing powerade because i was told that powerade would get my electrolytes up and everything and i would be downing powerade eating bananas i'd be doing it all to keep my levels up um and i just remember this really really sharp pain in my arm and then my chest started to hurt and I just like went down on the field and I had to go to the hospital and here came another cardiac medication for me. So it, my life has just been very in my eyes and mine dark from that, from that time and age, I wasn't able, I missed grand night. I had to be, I was in the hospital for grand night, missed that. Um, I missed a lot of school, a lot of uh, school functions because of it. And so with your heart attack, what did they determine the cause of that? Was it the it low over, electrolyte? Down? Yeah, a low electrolyte. I was overworking my body um, and my, my heart just couldn't take it. I was told that my heart works twice as hard as everybody else's just to keep my body going. Um, so with sports on top of that, with it being hot, my heart was just like, ah, okay, we're done. <laughs> so... Yeah, that was that. My second heart attack was 22. Um, and that was a minor one, which I was pretty relieved about. I just had some like real like, yeah, it's really weird to say that. Um, <laughs> minor heart attack. A minor one. I had some pain, you know, it was good. Um, but I, I knew the pain. So I went in and of course they did the EKGs and everything. I thought I stayed for a few hours um, overnight and they got me going again. And, um, my, it's funny because when I, I'm, I'm a mama, so I knew that when I became pregnant, I was a high risk pregnancy and the amount of medication I was taking every day would affect my baby, which she was born with sleep apnea and she was in NICU for 11 days. Um, was that caused? <clears throat> pardon me, was that possibly caused by the medications yeah. that you had to take to keep you? It was, yeah. And, and I, I was told this when I first got pregnant that there's sleep apnea, there's um, complications that I wouldn't be able to carry full term. There was all these different things that my heart would collapse during labor. Oh I was prepared for like the absolute worst. Um, thankfully, I did really well. She was pretty healthy baby nonetheless. Um, and when she was, when I hit my second heart attack, that's when I was like, okay, I'm a mom. I can't risk leaving her. I need to figure this out. And apparently what doctors have been doing for me, I'm still alive thanks to them, but it's keeping me the same and I need to push past that. So my husband, boyfriend at the time, he actually experienced one of my episodes is what I call them during a summer when we were out and about. And I was like, look, I'm not feeling too well. I need to start like, you know, cooling down. He didn't quite understand, even though I told him, um, it was one of those things you have to really see it in action to believe how serious this is. Um, and I collapsed on a date <laughs> and he had to rush me to the ER, carry me in. He was there for eight hours. Um, it took two dosages of morphine to knock me out from the pain. Wow. And I honestly thought, cause I've had experience with this area before with spouses and my disease and all that. They would actually leave me at the hospital 
Like that'd be the end of that relationship. They drop me off and be like, this is too much for me. I can't handle this. And it would leave me. And I have to call my parents to come pick me up. And so when I came to, I thought that would be the same thing with him, but he was still sitting there. And he told me, he's like, okay, we're going to figure out how to, he was real big and holistic. He's like, we got to figure something out. So when we went on that journey, I was already in the process of getting a kidney transplant. So I was told that my kidneys were done. This was it. We need to start looking into kidney transplants. We'll start talking about dialysis, everything. You were on the list. I was on the list. Um, And Ryan, because he was so healthy, he was going to be my donor. So he was making himself even healthier, which is how we stumbled upon the water I drink now. And that water, I'm not going to drop any names because I don't know. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So the water I drink now is called a Kingan water and it's meant to detox your body and put it in a state where it's meant to heal itself. And because of how much- fascinating to me. And I I really want to take a deep dive into something so simple that we all drink every single day. Our bodies require it. It, You know, you can find different statistics. It's anywhere from like 60 to 70% that our bodies are made out of water. Right. And we would die if we didn't drink it. Right. And I really want you to get deep into how this Kangen water that you drink is different from the everyday water that all the rest of us drink that either comes out of the tap or the fridge filter or the bottles, because let's just continue with your story. Cause it's amazing. Okay. You yeah, are on so, the list to get a kidney. I know. And this story still freaks me out. And like, it's such like a, like a night and day kind of story. Um, so that was my initial question. Why is this water different from the water I drink? Because I'm huge on water. I love water. I drink a gallon of water. It was so easy for me. Water is water. Water is water, right? And when he got the machine, it is medical grade. It's licensed and everything. He brought it home. And he was like, honey, drink this. It's going to fix everything. It's going to detox you. It's going to, you're going to be good. And I'm like, have you lost your mind? I'm a sick one here. You're like taking on my role right now. And what I learned was this water is smaller and it doesn't have any chemicals in it. So our body's able to hydrate on a faster and cellular level. What do you mean you know, when the water is smaller? So it's funny. I thought, I didn't think the water came in different sizes. Okay. So water from like your tap, from the bottles, everything is chemically made. And it's made bigger, which means it just sits in your stomach. And we all feel that sloshiness that's like... like H2O molecules are bigger? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we all make small water when we boil it to make tea. It, you know, it turns into steam and everything like that. This water's already like that without the heat. So it's able to be hydrated really quickly. I have um, friends who are huge in sports and, you know, they're soccer players or everything. They can drink a bunch of this water and then go play without getting any crap whatsoever. Wow. It's not sitting in your stomach. It's hydrating it. So when I introduced this water to my body, I went through a detox, which a detox is good. Everybody's scared of a detox because of the severity or what you're going to go through. Yeah, some of the symptoms are a little unpleasant. Exactly. I will give it that. Um, So I was prepared that I was going to go through a detox and I'm going to just take it and just we're going to go. I went through the detox, which was pretty severe. Um, 
What were but, your detox symptoms? So I went to the restroom a lot. Um, in my first immediate de- um, detox symptom was a head rush. And a lot of people to this day compare it to like a small headache. But it, once you keep drinking, it goes away. And it's just because your brain's being hydrated normally for the first time. So it's like a rush. It's excited. It's, oh my gosh, we have water. Um, that was my first symptom. My second was I was going to the restroom a lot more. Um, it's probably not the... The less yucky version of going to the bathroom. Yeah, exactly. So we were going to the restroom a lot more, and that lasted about three months because of how much medication I was on for 20 years. I had a detox, all of that. Now, everybody's detox is different. It ranges from in the the timelines different to the symptoms are different. It all just depends on your body. Um, For me, mine was three months, and it was pretty severe. After the three-month mark, I noticed my that I was waking up finally. I wasn't, like, waking up droggy. I wasn't waking up in pain. I was waking up alive, ready for the day. Wasn't reaching for my pain management. Wasn't reaching for my kidney pills. Nothing whatsoever. And I was like, whoa, like, this kind of scared me because it wasn't my normal day. And I went, like, a week with that, those symptoms, seeing if it was just, like, Oh, it's just, you know, placebo effect or whatever. And I decided to go to the doctor. Um, at the doctor, I told them what I was drinking. I told them the symptoms I was having at, with the water, everything. We immediately did ultrasound on my kidneys and blood work to make sure all my levels were usually, you know, were above, you know, where they were supposed to be. And usually on medication, I fell below because, you know, my body was always fleshing them out. And my blood work came back normal. My potassium magnesium came back normal, which has never happened. It came back a 3.4 and over a 2 for magnesium. And my kidneys, they told me, they told me that they looked like they were de-aging. And they were getting younger. They were getting younger. Because usually I like to compare them to like almost like raisins. Like they didn't immediately look like raisin, but they looked, they looked tired. If you, you know, doctors said that they would look tired and my kidneys after the three months, three months and one week, um, they looked healthy and pink. So immediately the doctors were like, okay, stick to what you're doing and we're going to reduce the medication. We're going to take you off medication to see how your body functions on its own. And that was almost seven years ago. And I haven't been on medication since. Oh, my God. Of course, I go for my regulars. I go make sure my body's still good and everything. Um, And if something comes back abnormal, like let's say I've had a little bit more stress in my life, um, I immediately go the holistic route of increasing my water or introducing a new vitamin or something or hit up Charlene for some help. (laughs) Um, before I go and take any prescription medication like that. So my life now, I love hiking. I can do everything I wanted to do, like camping, fishing, places. You can sweat without the worry. I sweat it out. Yes, I sweat it out. I work really hard now without the fear of my body shutting down. Um, I did everything I was scared to do before just to see what would happen. And so far I'm doing really well. Like I, my first five mile hike was the Claremont loop 
And usually I'd have to like, maybe like a quarter of the way, I'd be like, okay, I'm done. Like a mile in, I'd be like, okay, I need to go back. I'm, I'm done. Um, and me and my daughter, will we'll do Claremont Loop. My husband and I will do Claremont Loop just fine. Those um, miles. And for those of you that aren't familiar with the loop, it's, it's all dirt. It's on the side of a mountain. It's not necessarily. It's uphill. It's everything. No, it is not. Um, that was my huge goal. And, you know, I do a lot of fishing and camping. We just recently went camping. It was hot. It was dirty. And I did amazing. Um, just my life now is, is absolutely peaceful. That's exactly why I used peace as health. Um, I don't have the strain of taking all this medication, being in pain. Oh my gosh, is my heart going to give out today? You know, is my daughter going to see me taken away from the house, you know, in an ambulance? Like it's, yeah. it's literally, it's peaceful. That's, as that's, that's amazing. So I really want to circle back to a few points here. One thing you talked about is you had a detox phase when you started on this new special water where you've educated me a lot on how water is not water. There's different types. Um, and so you detoxed for three months. What kept you doing that for so long? That's, that's honestly a pretty long detox phase. Yeah. Most people don't detox for quite so long. And I've gone through some detoxes where, you know, I might be doing a detox diet. Right. And honestly, if the detox for me lasts more than three days, I'm over it because I just, I can't handle the headaches anymore. I can't handle the digestive distress and, you know, the sleeping and the brain fog and all the things that happened to me, those symptoms. So how did you hang in for three whole months? Yeah, three months is a really long time when I break it down. Um, I guess my whole mentality was I didn't want a new medication. I didn't want to continue the life that I, I've had, even though they were keeping me alive and I'm completely grateful. Everything, doctors are incredible. Um, but I... I was at my breaking point as far as the life I knew I was going to be able to live. So being told you can't do this, you can't do that. Um, you know, kids are really, really strenuous on the body to have, and we're not sure if you should have any more kids. We're not sure if, you know, you should go and exercise that much. You're not, you know, all those things kept bouncing around in my head and of course, I did my research with the water, and I, I completely invite everyone to do their own research. Um, but the testimonials I heard were from people who were really sick, all the way from cancer to as little as just a migraine. Mm -hmm. um, and everybody's detox was different, but the, the end result was the same. They were all better, mm -hmm. regardless of what their detox was like, how long their detox was like. And all I kept doing that was just comparing my past with my possible future. So I, that kept pushing me to continue drinking the water. You'll get through this one day at a time. Today's detox wasn't that bad. Tomorrow's might be worse, but we're going to do one day at a time and we're going to get through it. And then one day I woke up and I was fine. I felt better. 
That's, that's amazing. So it wasn't necessarily always a linear right. detox process right? until that switch flipped and you were just better. better. Yeah. That's amazing. So I do want to swing back and just really reiterate to the audience, especially anybody who's maybe considering giving the water a try, that you still work with your medical professionals on a regular basis and you absolutely still, so this is not in any way a cure for anything. It's just a simple switch of something you were already drinking water and now you're just drinking a different type of water, but you still work with your medical professionals on a regular basis to make sure that this rare genetic kidney disorder you have is under control. Correct. Absolutely. And I would love to say that again, this is not a cure. This is not anything. We're not making any promises to anybody. This is just a simple switch in your water that you buy or drink from the tap. And you're just going to use this water instead. Um, I do work with my doctor. I do do my yearly checkups. I do the normal stuff you're supposed to be doing. Um, If they do come back with me with information about, oh, we need to fix this. All I do is take that information to a nutritionist or a holistic, um, you know, doctor um, Mm -hmm. and see how we can fix this using herbs, using anything stay away from the pharmaceutical side. (laughs) Awesome. So I'm guessing you had a lot of negative side effects from the pharmaceutical meds that you said were helping keep you alive. Right. But you also experienced all the negative side side effects that often come with those. Correct. So I started off just on magnesium and potassium. Those were my only two medication when I started when I was five. When I got to, let's say, 22, um, I was on migraine medication, pain management, two different cardiac medications, a lot of pain management because we all know side effects of those medication. Here comes another one. Um, So you were on some medications to mitigate the side effects from the previous medication. Yes. Yes. So it was just like a spiraling out of control. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden I have a pharmacy in my house kind of lifestyle that I wanted to just overall delete. Yeah. That's amazing. So I would love to come back to, you said you're, boyfriend at the time, your now husband, Ryan, is the one who introduced you to this water, which comes from a machine that just lives at your house. How the heck did he stumble upon this? (laughs) Okay. So he went to a friend's house for like, he lives by the beach, a little beach party thing. I was going to go, but I wasn't feeling well that day. So he went by himself and it was sitting on the counter and he's like, what is this? Because he wanted some water course you know the guy told him all about it Ryan told him about me and before talking to me he just bought the machine and brought it home um and that's where that journey starts like it was completely by accident by accident we just stumbled upon a party at you know in your early 20s that's what we all did and his friend happened to have, did, did he have a spare machine at his house to send home with him? No, like, well, so me and Ryan didn't live together at the time. So the next time we saw each other, that's when he brought it to me. Okay. So he already had it like delivered and all of that. He didn't tell me anything. He just showed up with it. 
Okay, that's too funny. I I want to know, I think I've heard you talk about this privately to me before. What was your life expectancy when you were diagnosed at the age of five? 65. Okay, so that's still... It's still good. Um, that was, and they're basing that off of somebody who had Barter syndrome, a guy, um, and that was his, that's where he, like his kidneys gave out. And he did do the kidney transplant as well. So I think that's what gave him the more, more time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they told me 65. So, okay. So, <laughs> you know, still young, but it wasn't like they were telling you you'd be dead by 25 or right. something. Right. So they told me if I didn't get the tra- kidney transplant, that I, that would definitely kill me for sure at a young age. Wow. That's, did they, t- did they share that with your parents when you were diagnosed at such a young age? Um, I don't think that they, at that age, they told me because they were still learning about it. Mm. Um, when I had my first heart attack, that's when we really went into the whole kids might not be an option. Um, you know, you're, you're not going to live that long. You'll live like an older lady, but you won't live, you know, what everybody wants to live. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did go down that dark, that dark um, alley of kidney transplants, how long the wait could be to even get a donor. Mm-hmm. Um, and what if the kidney is rejected by your body? Right. What happens then? Um, would so you have kept your second kidney after the transplant? Well, so I would have been, I would have been good. They said I would have been good um, for at least a year only on one kidney. But in order for me to have like a really good reaction, I guess, for my body, I would need them both to be replaced. Wow. So you were going to get one kidney, obviously, from Ryan because he needs his other and one. And my sister. Ah, I see. So you had to have two donors ultimately (laughs) or, you know, the unfortunate situation where somebody passes and is able to donate their organ. And that list is very long. Like that can, that wait time is about two years. I was told. Wow. If you didn't find donors. If I didn't have donors already, I would be on a list. Oh my goodness. Now, did any of your siblings have this? No. Nobody. So that was, that was why we were so confused and like where it came from and all this, nobody in my family had any type of kidney issues whatsoever. Arthritis was one of the big ones in my family, mm-hmm. but no kidney disease, no barter syndrome, um, at all. So when I had my first episode and doctors were like, what is going on here? Nobody, we didn't know exactly what it was. Family didn't know what it was. We've never experienced it before. Wow. I want to come back to something that you've really alluded to a lot in this conversation, but I haven't heard you say the word exactly. (laughs) So I want you to tell me how faith has played into this experience of, I saw you having faith in Ryan, who brought home this wild machine and told you to drink different water and how he had it seems like blind faith that this was going to solve your problems. I want you to touch on that. Yeah, definitely blind faith is, is accurate. Um, what I, what I felt was Ryan, 
after my first episode, really got a look into what my life was like. Um, and how, how that, together? we were together a year. Okay. We're living together. And he is my high school sweetheart. He was actually my first kiss and we like split ways. So oh. we came back together. Um, so that, that night or that day that turned into a night, I saw something like different in him as far as like, okay, I, I really want to help. So when he stumbled upon the water and he brought it home, you know, we talked about it and I told him, I'm like, honey, like I'm already drinking like this really good water that doctors have told me alkaline water or, you know, mm-hmm. my Fiji or something. And he's like, no, like, let's, let's do more research. Let's really look into it. And the amount of time he put into doing research, the amount of time he put into Um, making sure that I was eating healthy, making sure that, you know, that I had everything I needed. I just trusted him entirely. And I went on this journey with him. I was the guinea pig for this water to see what would happen. And faith has a funny way of bringing things into your life when you least expect it. It knows when you're done. It knows when you have had enough and you're ready to give up and it brings you something to um to help you continue that faith and you're on the right path kind of thing and now i know what my path is and my path is to help people realize the life that they're living of being sick every day having death on their doorstep which is ridiculous um and being in constant pain like there's there's better there's a better life there's a better way and i'm all for you know, doctors and everything that they know what they're talking about. And I'm going to probably get a little in trouble, but they are brainwashed in a sense that medication is the only way. And because I lived so much of my life and gave so much trust of my life and body to my doctors Mm -hmm. that didn't really improve it, just kept it the same and was deteriorating over the years. I decided to take that same faith and trust and switch it over to the holistic side and to my boyfriend slash husband now. Um, and to figure this out in my way that makes sense for me. So that is my whole thing. I do want to point a story out before I had an episode. When you're on medication, things pop up. Either you're going to have acne or you're going to have, you know, random pains, things just happening to you. And I remember I had this really bad, it's going to be a little bit of an overshare, but really bad like acne to where it hurt if you even touched it. And I, he was like, oh, my husband was like, oh, you need to go to the doctor. You need to go to the doctor. And I was like, no, I just want one day where I feel normal, like a normal human being where things aren't going wrong, where I don't have something new pop up. And that also like stuck with him as well. So I just switch, switched the faith from my doctors to the holistic side and just yeah. kind of there. And, you know, you're not going to get in trouble. And <laughs> it's not that they're brainwashed. It's just that they're so inundated with... Um, better word. <laughs> with what they're taught and the education that they continue after, you know, after doctors get out of school they still have to do continuing education. They're required every year to do this. And um, 
just trying to keep up with the, the pharmaceuticals that come out. There are so many that come out on a regular basis and they have to really keep up with that and read the research. And that takes a lot of time. Oh, absolutely. And so they really are so inundated and, and those are their tools that they yeah. know very well where, you know, I don't keep up with the pharmaceuticals. I know a handful of them really well. I know I'm off the top of my head, but when my patients come into my clinic and tell me about a med that they're taking, oftentimes I have to go look it up, right? Because I don't keep up with that because it's not my tool. So they are absolutely using the tools at their disposal, but I just love that you found something that has worked so well for you. And it's so simple. It's not like I have to tell so many of my patients all the time that they need to change their diet and dramatically change their diet. And that's very hard for people. It is. But water is something that we're already drinking. And for those of you listening, if you're not drinking enough water, you need to start. And I don't care if you don't like the way it tastes, you need to get it down and don't put stuff in it. Coffee is not water. Tea is not water. Water is water. Um, drink half of your body weight in ounces. If you weigh 120 pounds, so I can make the math easy. You need to divide that by two is 60, drink 60 ounces of water a day, but you were already drinking water. So you had such a simple shift to just drink a different kind of water. Yeah. Exactly. It's like you said, it's like drinking. I don't necessarily want to throw brand names out there, but it's like switching from smart water to Fiji or something. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's, it's again, like doctors and everything. I have um, nurses in my family and I support what they do. There are our heroes. Like they are doing, we need them. Like don't think that we don't need them. We need them. And when I told my family, my mom is actually a nurse. She's been through me with, with been with me through my entire health journey. When I told her doctors were taking off my medication and I'm, I'm done. Like I'm doing water now. She lost it. And I understand she was there when I had, you know, all my episodes and my collapses. I get it. Like I completely still understand. Um, but that's where I'm talking about the whole like brainwash thing. <laughs> um, cause I'm like, no, like I improve, I'm proven here. Like this is me. I'm healthy. I'm good. No medication. And it's just, having a little bit of open mind to other things. Like if you have open mindedness to like a new medication that just came out, how about we try this herb or vitamin over here and see what's going on over there. So it's just simple switches. Um, And again, this one was just absolutely easy for me. I want to ask you a question because I know you and I have had some good conversations about a topic that we're both really passionate about. And that is, reducing the plastic load on the planet. So I want to ask, since you kind of, your job is working in this water realm, I know you haven't shared with the audience yet, but Elizabeth now sells these Kangen machines because it has made such a dramatic change in her life and her health. And So you hear this all the time when you're talking with people about making the switch. How do you recommend somebody reduce the number of plastic bottles that they use on a daily basis? Um, 
Well, for us, we obviously have the machine. Um, if we're going to travel, we buy a BP free or the big gallon ones or just use glass bottles. Mm-hmm. Um, this machine, obviously you don't have to buy water bottles ever again. We just fill it up every single day and that is reducing the plastic waste in our life. Um, as well as all of our fam- family and friends, we do have over a thousand machines, 10 different countries that we've helped get into families' homes and they are reducing their plastic waste as well. So if you don't have a machine, I would suggest buying glass and just using that. Um, refillable. Refillable. Like, yeah, absolutely. Stop buying water bottles. <laughs> and now share with the audience briefly why, aside from the plastic, what is what do they call it? The great garbage Oh, the island thing? Yeah. You know, there are five of them on the planet, and one of them is off the Pacific coast. There's just tons of garbage, including plastic bottles in the oceans. But why else might we want to reduce using plastic and drinking out of plastic? So we've all heard, don't leave your water bottle in the car. Why? Because the sun will make, you know, the bottle hot, and then the plastic will leach into your water, which has caused breast cancer. What people Another do not know, and, cancers. yeah, just just different cancers because what people is what's called a xenoestrogen. It mimics estrogen in the body. Absolutely. See, she's smart, man. <laughs> um, what they don't know is when they buy the water from the store, it is not fresh. That water, at the minimum, has been sitting in your bottle for four to six months. The most is Fiji because it comes from Fiji and that has been sitting in your in in the bottle for about a year, the most two years. Now, they do not put those bottles on a on a plane. They don't they put them on boats which sit in the sun, which then go on trucks, which then go on the shelves. You buy it, open it up and say, ah, fresh water. So you already have the plastic that was leached from those bottles along with all the chemicals that were made to put in that water to keep your water fresh during the time it traveled to the shelves. So my whole thing with the plastic bottles is just stop because regardless of what you do, where you buy it from, you are still going to be drinking that bleaching plastic into your water, which is going to cause your body damage over time. I completely agree with you. And you're the one who educated me on, I I know a lot, apparently I've shared a little bit already about (laughs) plastic and xenoestrogens and those types of things, but I had no idea how long the process was from bottling the water into the plastic disposable bottles and how long it took to get to us. And I also didn't know that when it's riding on the the ship that it's sitting in the sun and you're right they're going to pack it into those shipping containers which is going to go on a truck and they're not temperature regulated in there so if it's the middle of the summer the heat's beating down on those shipping containers heating up inside and voila little mini plastic particles are hanging out in your water that we then drink and we don't yet know if our bodies can detox or get rid of 
these materials because right. they're so new compared to how how old human bodies are. So. Right. Yeah. Bottle industry is definitely new. Um, so things that are popping up, we are caught off guard. All of us are because we don't know what, what it is. Um, so honestly, switching to glass or just switching all together to the common water. Cause again, it's going to help you out. It's going to save you money and it's going to reduce the plastic in the world. Yeah, I totally agree. So as we been, begin to wrap up, I have a few final questions for you. Question number one, I think I can guess, but I'm really excited to see if you're going to, to give something different here. So question number one, if you could text one tip to everyone on the planet on how to be well, what would it be? Okay, so for number one, I would say obviously just drink better more water um but to practice more self-care because I feel like if I would have practiced more self-care in the past I would have been more aware of my body and how I should have made that switch a lot sooner Mm. instead of just allowing other people to run my life for me so practicing more self-care whether it be from your mental state or your overall body like it's just really important and it sounds like advocating for yourself yes you didn't know that you could advocate for yourself. Right. I didn't have a voice. Yeah. Wow. Those are great tips. <laughs> Question number two, what's your favorite book? Okay. So I have one right now. It's the second time I've read it. It's called Free Inside and Out. And it's by Marilyn Medberg. I can always never say that right. But it's basically a book on how to um, get to know yourself on a deeper level, um, how to love and honor yourself, how to forgive yourself, how to not disregard your emotions, your, your feelings. And this book has really helped me a lot. So this is honestly my favorite book and I do recommend it to everybody. I love that. I've never heard of that book. I'm going to send you a picture. (laughs) And I love the message. And I think that's something that we all could be better at doing. Absolutely. So I have a little surprise because I don't know if my audience knows, but oftentimes I will send some of the questions in advance to my guests so that they can be prepared. But I do have a little lightning round of questions okay. that I want to ask you that you are unprepared for. Oh gosh. Okay. I'm going to ask you four quick questions and I'd love to hear the first thing that pops into your head. <laughs> are you ready? Yeah. All right. What's your favorite food? Oh my gosh, sushi. That's so funny. I was going to say, I know your husband's. Yeah, I'll sushi all the way. <laughs> What's your favorite exercise? I would say planks. I hate them, but I love them at the same time. Planks are good. Oh, planks. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Hate them, but they're really good. That's that love-hate relationship. Absolutely. I know. What inspires you? My kid. My kid, big time. Um, I just don't want her to grow up the way I did. And I see little tidbits in her about wanting to be like the biggest movie star or like something. So she inspires me to push every single day and do better. I love it. Last question. What's your biggest indulgence? Oh, goodness. Like my guilty pleasure? Yeah. Netflix. I love movies. I, 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 
I can't. I like it. I have to literally monitor my TV because if I see a good movie on, I'm like, well, we're just going to continue this cycle. You are my first guest to answer that question. That is not a food. Oh, interesting. I realize that, you know, a lot of, a lot of the people that I interview, we talk a lot about food and then I have the question about what's your favorite food. So I think people's minds are just on that track, but my biggest indulgence is also Netflix. It's technically Grey's Anatomy more specifically. (laughs) You cry every single time. I I cry almost every day that I watch TV. Yep. Well, Elizabeth, this has been totally amazing. You are amazing. And I am so grateful that you took the time to join me today. And I would love for you to just let the audience know how can they connect with you? Yeah. So I honestly thank you so much for even reaching out to me. I love sharing my story and sharing that there's a better way of living. Um, You guys can connect with me on Instagram at Elizabeth period G as in George. Uh, period bell, like the little bell, um, or my Facebook, which is the same. Yes. Wonderful. Well, I will link all of that up in the show notes. And again, I was just, I loved this conversation. It was so great to have you on. Oh, thank you so much, Charlene. I really appreciate it. As we wrap up, your health and wellness are important to me. It's also important to me to make sure that these episodes are helpful for you. I'd love for you to do three things right now. First, click on the subscribe button to get access to new episodes and leave a five-star review with some feedback. Second, head on over to Instagram and follow me at EWC Health. And last, jump on over to empirewellnesscenter.com slash podcast and click on the link to book your complimentary assessment with me. Let's get a 30-minute call on the schedule to look at your history and find the solutions that work best for you. That's empirewellnesscenter.com slash podcast. And remember, our bodies are amazing vessels and the possibilities are infinite. Thanks for listening, and I look forward to talking with you soon. Whether it's improving your internal, physical, or mental health, We have more tools to explore the infinite possibilities within wellness. Be sure to visit us at empirewellnesscenter.com for more ways to connect with Charlene. There you'll find ways to educate, improve, empower, inspire, and grow. That's all available on empirewellnesscenter.com.